0: It was about 20 years ago, tomorrow, October 6th, that a group of people found themselves on a Sunday morning in the Harper Chapel at a place called Glenwood to be a part of something that they knew that God was doing. And and I'm told they didn't know exactly what the future was going to look like, but they knew that they were called to this moment. And to being there. And so they were there and they had what we would call in our Anglican tradition, a morning prayer service. And I'm told that as I understand it, uh, Guy Mitchell and Buck Cater were helping lead worship. And for those of you who know Dr. Leland Hull, he gave the homily that morning on Amos 8. And we have here, this is the, the cross that was carried by the crucifer during the service. This, this was a custom-made cross that was given to this group, I believe, by Doug Rich now, as I'm told, for those of you who know that name. Now, again, this is, this is all what I'm told. Y'all, I've just been here for years. But at first, they were without a pastor, and then a group of leaders met with from the church, met with a gentleman that some of y'all have heard about named Bishop John Rusciana of the Anglican Church of Rwanda. And not long after that, St. Peter's came under the oversight and a part of what was known as the Anglican Mission in the Americas. So this was a, for those of you who weren't familiar with the AMIA, this was um, not too long ago uh, as as there were so many things going on with Anglicanism in the U.S. This was a group of people that were uh, wide-eyed, spirit-filled. Bible-centered Anglicans that were at work around the country, starting churches, planning churches, and and when it came to those leaders, as one of y'all told me recently, one of y'all said, Bishop John and and these leaders were the most spiritual men that I have ever met in my life. I see some of you nodding, some of y'all that had the chance to know them. And then, as I'm told what had been Taking place in the Harper Chapel was then relocated to what became known as the Crestline Cathedral. As y'all are meeting in the gym at Crestline Elementary School, I'm told, where y'all continued, or I should say, we continued to meet without a permanent building. And then finally, a couple years later, this group purchased this building. Some of y'all know from Mountain Brook Community Church, who had been meeting here for some time. And and those of you who were here at that time know when y'all first got in here, things looked slightly different in this building, didn't they? So for for those of you who are new, um, this room was a carpeted gym. These wood floors you see, it was a carpeted basketball court. Some of you have seen the pictures. There were still all the the lines, the three-point line, everything else for the court. I'm told if you look to the side, you see those, those two circles on the center block on the walls? Those are where the basketball hoops were. And I'm told that the Mally and the others sought to beautify this space in every way possible. They, they put, I'm told, bouquets of flowers in the hoops, in the rims, just trying to do their best, everything that they could. It might not have looked like what some of us were accustomed to growing up, it might not have looked like a cathedral church but it was a home it was a place for worshiping god in spirit and in truth and even though again this room might not look the same way as it did then i'd like to say or think that we've we've made some improvements the purpose has never changed the purpose has always been the same 20 years 20 years. And, and some moments I know as a part of that journey have been harder, some of them easier. The entire time, God has always shown himself to be at least one thing for this church family, and that is faithful. Faithful. That's what tonight's about. That's why we have this, this verse from Psalm 115 up on the screens. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. There's a reason that we have it up there, and that's this. Tonight, as as we do look back in many ways and give thanks, we we know this is not a night where we're looking to to pat ourselves on the back in any way or or to take any sort of credit. This is a night of giving God all the glory for everything that he's done and everything that he's been for this church family. And there's a few different ways that we're going to do that tonight. I'm going to have a couple of my own reflections in, in uh, several minutes that I'll be sharing. We're very privileged that we're going to have Ricky. Where are you, Ricky? He's probably getting more tacos. Oh, there he is. Okay. Um, we're going to have Ricky as our senior warden and, and representative of our vestry, sharing some of his own reflections based on the time that he and Marjean have spent here. But we wanted to do something before that, and I think Ricky would agree we're both far more interested in and that is with the different people that are in this room and especially some of you who have been here, I should actually say, whether it's from last week or from the very beginning, we wanted to take just a moment to see if, if there is anyone that wanted to share any ways that come to mind for you about ways that you've seen God, that you've experienced his faithfulness to this church family. Here's what we're going to do. We've got these two microphone stands in the corners. Probably see them right there. We want to ask, is there anyone that would be interested in just taking a moment and and sharing whether that's in in 10 seconds or in a minute, just looking back ways that you've seen God be faithful to this church family. We're going to have a couple minutes to do that. Then we'll have the opportunity to hear from Ricky, and then you'll you'll uh, bear with me for just a couple moments. So first, let's just take a moment. Is there anyone, again, and and if, if you have more than multiple people, you can just form a line behind the mic, but is there anyone that would be able to share? And Helen, um, are you able to get over? Do you want me to try to, you think you can get over there? Okay, great. I think Steve's also heading that way. Steve, while Helen makes her way over there, would you start us off and just sh- share anything that you were thinking about for tonight?
1: I will, but I want to let my brother Bill go first. If he, Bill, are you,
0: I think okay. it's Helen. He's making her way. Uh, all right. Well, let me just.
1: I, I you wanna, go. I wanna... You
0: go right ahead. And, and Andrew, can we get a little bit more Helen? of, of yeah. Steve's mic? Check one, two. Okay. Thank you.
2: Those of you that do not know who we are, I'm Helen, and this is Bill Brooks, and we were the first people to come the first Sunday that we were at Crestline Cathedral. We saw a blurb in the paper. We were not the original group. We were All Saints and had been looking for a church home for 20 years. We would go to communion at All Saints and try out other churches. The moment we walked into what we call Crestline Cathedral, the presence of the Holy Spirit was so filled in this place. We knew that was going to be our forever home, and I immediately started doing altar Gill in with B. Mars, who doesn't come anymore, but she is did all the beginning of the whole altar things, but. It was crazy because altar was done in the church, in the school health room. And we would take things to the yard because the holy, blessed things are put back down into the earth. But on the 4th of July in 19, in 2004, the church was not even two years old. I got a call from the police and said, police whip my door. And Bill used to run four miles on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He was hit on Highway 31 getting ready for a Boy Scout trip. Thank God he had on his rugsack and it was packed with stuff. And he and the dog were thrown 50 yards from the grassy area. And when I got to UAB, the first thing I did was call the church. It was 6 o'clock in the morning. I thought I'd be leaving John Richardson a message. John Richardson was at the church. It wasn't a church. It was the church office that was behind the cemetery in Richard Simmons' office because we didn't have a church at that point. We were a church. You do not need a building to be a church but we were definitely a church. And John Richardson called um, Ann and Leland Hall. And by six o'clock, they were with me at UAB. At that point, I did not realize that Bill was so severe, he went through 51 units of blood. UAB gave us a 5% chance he would live. And it was the prayer of this church and it was sent out daily by email what was going on. There were people that came down to UAB to be with me. As we were there for over a month, we were in our basement for over four months. The men's Bible study literally came to our house and had men's Bible study in the basement with Bill. And they would go come, they scheduled each other so that I had two hours a day so I could go to the grocery store and go work out. Because when you're taking care of somebody 24-7, you need some sanity time. And I just don't know how to thank this church for everything they've done. And it's God has put us through more than our fair share of crises. During 2020, on our 50th anniversary, he fell off the retaining wall and ended up in ICU at Grandview, and we went through another six months of craziness, but it is the prayer that is so faithful, our prayer groups that we have on Monday, and the people that bless you on Sunday mornings in the corners, it's what this church started with. And it's the most important thing we have. And it doesn't matter where we go. And we did Bible study, um, vacation Bible school, literally in the hood. And took it to them. Because we didn't have a church to have it. And But that's what God is all about. And that's the most important thing that we can do as a church body, is to bless this whole town, and particularly bless those that come for prayer. Thank you.
1: That's a hard act to follow, let me just tell you. Uh, I'm Steve Still, my wife, Gillette, and uh, we remember that very well, Bill and Helen, we, were, we remember that very well that day. And um God bless you. I'm glad you're here. It was a terrible accident. The um, John, somebody pull me off. If I get off track or something, I don't have any prepared remarks. So somebody (laughs) should pull me. Donna, pull me down, or somebody take me off. But it was a great setup. You had a great setup, and um, I was. That's a wonderful psalm. I was thinking of Psalm 127. First verse: Unless the Lord builds the house. Those who build it labor in vain, and the Lord has built this house. The Lord has built this house, and I'm not talking about the physical facility. I'm talking about what Helen was just talking about the the body of Christ, and so that's what um, that's what I'm talking about. Chalette and I were. Uh, I see Glenn over there. He was an original, but Shalette uh, and I were original members or founding members or whatever you call it. We were there at the creation, and uh, it was it was remarkable. And just like you said, Brian, there was not a an alternative. If you were wanted to worship in the Anglican tradition and the Anglican communion, there was not an alternative. There was not an ACNA like there is today. Today, there's an Anglican Church in North America, But back then, as you said, it was uh, the Anglican Mission in America, which had been created by Bishop John. And I'm drawing a blank on the bishop from Singapore. We prayed for him every week. What was it? Okay. I I could not remember. We prayed for him every week because they they were the two bishops who created the Anglican Mission in America, and that's what we joined. And so, um, you know, as we gather here today, and Helen, with your remarks, and Brian, and um, the Lord has done the work, but he's had a lot of good people working with him, and a lot of good people guiding him along the way from the earliest days, as you mentioned, to throughout today, and just a couple of stories, um, I'm trying to think where to start, We the first Sunday was at Glenwood, and then we started meeting at Crestline Cathedral, as you said, and we met there for probably a year until the church bought this building. But Crestline Cathedral, we met in the auditorium, and uh, I went to school there, Shalette and I went to school there, our children went to school there, our grandchildren are at school there, and I've told Chalette many times, if I had known I was gonna be worshiping there, when I was in grammar school, I would have behaved a lot differently. (laughs) and I'm tell it's true. And uh anyway, and, and you spoke about uh someone, I'm not going to name his name, but you spoke about someone who was and we had to make it up every week. We Buck would come up, Buck cater would come over to our house and he would um give Shalette the worship program and they would Gillette would type it up and then cuz Buck was in charge of the worship. But um I'm trying to think uh one time at the Crestline Cathedral, someone you mentioned was giving the sermon that day. We didn't have a visiting minister, and so someone was giving the sermon, and he was dressed up in his vestments and everything and looked great, like you do on Sunday. And Bill Cabanis and I were walking up and walked up to him, and, and Bill Cabanis said to me, he said, still, look at, look at him. He used to just be my dentist, and now look at him. <laughs> and that's, a, that's a true story. <laughs> But anyway, it was um, a wonderful time. Uh, what am I forgetting? I'm forgetting a lot of things, but uh, I was thinking, yeah, thinking about the dearly departed saints who were a part of the formation of this church, who are no longer here, who are with God in the heavenly kingdom. And, and also people who have moved on, too, people who are still around, but they've moved on because of their own circumstances. And um, so we have uh, people, Glenn, your grandparents, interred right out there a few, hundred, a few hundred feet from where we are now, and others who were early members who were dearly departed, uh, but they were very important in the formation of the church. And um, so uh, Fay McLeod was a... She gave me, this was her prayer book and hymnal that she gave to me. And Faye was, um, by the time she joined the church, she was a widow. And uh, she lived on Rock Hill Road, Brian. And uh, they had probably lived there for 50 years. And then Faye joined the church and was very much a part of the church. And um she moved to a nursing home and then died. Her... Huh? Huh? And and her service, her her funeral service was 2015. She died in 2015. But I was just going to close with this. I mean, this is, I mean, in honor of Fay and all these dearly departed loved ones who were very much a part of the formation of this church. You know, the, um, again, hymn 525 from the hymnal, The Church is One Foundation and uh, the, the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. And, you know, we have our mission statement. We have, we're, we have a great mission statement, but this is what we're all about. And so... I just wanted to share those remarks and uh, probably got off track a little bit, and I apologize. (laughs) But thank you for doing this, Brian, and everyone, thank you for being here.
3: Hello? Okay. I'm Brandi Dixon, and... Frank and I have been here for 17 of the years. We were here before we had any children. <clears throat> we <laughs> have put down roots here. <laughs> that was my that was during Moses' time. Um and so we we were we just came as an invitation from John and Ashley Turner um on our first Sunday. And we had never We didn't know what we were getting into, and when we first came, I remember sitting right back there, and people came and prayed over us, and I just thought, "This is a place that loves the Lord. Who else would do that?" But to come and pray over a new family, new couple that's there, so the Lord is very faithful to this church, and I had two things that came to my mind when um, when this first came up about. We will, we will give glory to you about your faithfulness, Lord. So I just returned back from um, a women's conference in Indianapolis. The last time I was there was in 2018. At this time of year, when we were um, looking for a new pastor, and my pl- the plea of my heart while I was there was, um, I was serving on the rector search committee with. Steve and Ron and a couple others who had who's, who moved on and the plea of my heart was Lord, um, you are faithful to our church. I know that you're going to give us a faithful pastor, and um, that was I. I believe with all my heart and all my soul that He was going to do that for our church because as I'm studying in in Revelation on Wednesday morning now. Um, I'm just reminded of how Jesus is in our church. He is protecting our church. He very he very carefully um, puts us together, and he cares about each one of us and what we're doing. So my faith has been built up this week and seeing how he has been so faithful to us, and it just culminated on this 20th anniversary. And um, right at that time, the when I I remember thinking back at that conference, the Lord played, um, had the Gettys play, Speak, O Lord. And providentially, when Pastor Brian and Lauren um, came to visit our church here for the first time, um, that song was played. And um, that was the way, that was, it was just a connection that the Lord was drawing them. And this is not to praise um, the very well married um, Pastor Brian here. This is to praise the Lord for how he went before our church and he stirred in their hearts that they were to be here and plucked them up and arranged everything to happen for them to, to, to be here. Um, and he is, God is so faithful. And so the second thing I wanted to share. Is that um, I'm reminded that this is this group of people, all of you that are here, um, the people that have been here two weeks and the people that have been here twenty years. Um, I know that it's very exciting for the for me to see new people come in, and I think that you are a part of the prayers that have been prayed for a long time. Um, John Yates, somebody that I consider to be a father in the Anglican Church here in the United States um, came and gave a sermon here um a couple years ago, and he was right here and he paused and he cast a vision it was a holy moment over this church, and I keep it in my phone because I love to pray this over our church and I'm just going to read some of the highlights um because um it it's very inspiring um he, he said there are very, that we, um, he, want, he said, let me start, we're, we are a faithful people with a faithful God. And he wants us to become a church fully alive in Jesus Christ, speaking the truth in love that we grow up in every way into him who is the head of our church. Um, He says that um, there are certain churches that are called to become unusually alive and unusually mature, where the Word of God is preached with simple clarity and with great and sincere conviction, and the Word is received and believed and obeyed by us. Um, The worship becomes livelier and more beautiful. When people come and join in, they sense that God's holy presence is here, and they sense the the spirit, and they say it's different here. It's a place where prayers are answered and people's needs are met. Let's take a pause. When I meet new people at this church lately, I say this is a place where people's prayers are answered. God is pleased to answer our prayers for some reason, and yes, so people's needs are met, and people are making sacrifices for one another and learning to speak the truth and love to one another, and we are built up in love. A couple more points. Um, we all need to continue to pray for God to reach out and put his hand of favor on what on St. Peter's because he's calling us to be even more, much, much more than this. We need to pray for our pastors, for Andrew, for Pastor Brian, that they will grow into even stronger um, and visionary leaders, and that we may join them in ministry and take up leadership and servanthood and be a church where the congregation ministers to each other. And finally, we need to ask for the Holy Spirit to be present strongly at St. Peter's, that we can be fully alive and a church that draws people who are hungry um, and leads them into new life in Jesus Christ. So, hallelujah. Praise be to God for his faithfulness.
4: My
2: name is Meg Polly. I, I came, I guess, the first time. Last October, at the invitation of my sweet, sorry, I don't like that. Um, I came a year ago at the invitation of sweet Donna and Dennis Reed, precious friends, and um, I came from a church I loved. I've worked in a church for many years, another church. So of the churches I've been in, in Birmingham, I never left one on bad terms. My very closest friends are women I met in those churches and I'm saying that because I offer no criticism of any of those churches, but this is the first place I've ever been where I personally felt very welcome.
5: Hi, my name's Lauren. I'm married to this guy and mine's quick. We just love this church so much. And I just wanted to thank y'all for being our family. Um, we're just so thankful. And it's crazy to think four years ago, we were on a Zoom call in Texas in Tucker's nursery. He was, I think he was five months old at the time. And we had to lock our dog, I don't know where, so that we could listen to the search committee and do a Skype interview and to look around and see the friendships that we've made and how y'all have loved us so well and loved our kids so well. We're just so thankful. And as a pastor's wife, there are many churches that, um, are sometimes harder. And I can honestly say to you, y'all have been so, uh, grace-filled, and you have loved us and prayed for us so earnestly and so faithfully that I feel so supported here. And that really does mean more than you will ever know. So thank y'all so much. We love you.
0: Anyone else before I move on? Thank you, Lauren. I, yeah, just to, I mean, I haven't, those of you who are, are, are new or haven't heard me share our story here, and I, I won't go into much detail, but we were serving at another church in Texas and the Lord, we felt, had made it very clear that long-term I, I was not to succeed the senior pastor there who's also the bishop and, and we didn't have clarity about where it was to where we were to go. We just knew long-term, at least it wasn't there, and right as we had come to that conclusion and we're praying, you know, that's that's a that's a tough place to come to when you've got a brand new baby and you're just wondering what the future is like. And then I wake up July fourth, twenty eighteen, and there's an email from one Brandy Dixon in my inbox that said, essentially, Hey Brian, I haven't seen you in fifteen years. I know you, you know, you went to college with my brother in law. And the last time we saw you was when we stayed in your apartment years ago. But but I worship at an Anglican church now. And we're looking for a rector. Do you know, if, as we take names, if you might want to be considered? And um, I, I kind of lost my breath. And the Lord just went before us, and and it felt like his hand was all over the process. And by, by uh, Thanksgiving week 2018, we were here. And we thank God every day that we've been here. So thank you. Uh, let's do this. Thank you all so much for those of you who have um, humble yourselves by getting up and, and, and bearing witness to the, these things. It's not easy to stand up in front of a, a group of people. Uh, can I now invite Ricky Brooks? Ricky, would you please come up? And I and, um, asked Ricky if he would consider sharing because I was very grateful, and, and Ricky will touch on this, but um, there, there are times where he'll just reflect with the vestry, especially, I think, for those of, who are serving on the vestry who are maybe a little bit newer about some of the, the places where we've been. And, and, and recently, as he shared an encouragement, um, thought it, it might be helpful for us to be able to hear that as well. So, Ricky, please go ahead.
6: Good evening. It's um, exciting to be here after 20 years. Margie and I have been here, I think, 15 to 16 years. And I just shared. I, I was. We were. We had a vestry meeting a couple of weeks ago, and I just felt led on, on an impromptu basis just to share with the vestry how good I felt about where we are right now as a local body of Christ. And I just started sharing, you know, number one, the word is faithfully being preached here um, with an an anointing and a power. And we've had it before, but just consistently with Brian and then with Andrew, Both young men bring in the word to us every single week with with power and with an anointing in the spirit, in truth, is so exciting to see. Um, We have so many things. This this psalm is perfect because we are seeing the faithfulness of the Lord. Uh, We have so many, the the staff, I'm so excited about the staff that we have. Not uh, Not only Brian and Lauren coming um what four years ago now Andrew and we got a twofer with Anna of course um you know that's we we he doesn't know in the small print in his contract we've indentured Andrew for seven years so we've got a lot to look forward to with him but I'm just so excited about that um I we we all can remember not all of us a number of us can remember our worship being led by a single guy on a guitar you know I mean so we are, are with with Savannah coming on, just um, really investing in people every single week. We've got talented uh, musicians and talented singers leading us in worship, like we haven't had in, all, in quite some time. It's been very exciting to see. Um, Camden is is obviously I've already spoken about Andrew's preaching the word, but he and and Camden leading our youth, our young family. We're leading the um, the ministry to our young families, to our youth, and to our children. Like, again, just the staff, the completion of the staff in ways that we have just not had in years. And then Sabrina coming, you know, um, I, there have been times when I thought, you know, I, I was going to have to hold on to Brian with, with both hands uh, over needing some administrative help, um, you know, just with some of the health issues and everything that Amy was having Sabrina coming on has been a godsend so we're just in such a great place um in so many ways and the um you know if you just look around one of the first comments that were made is this was a gym it had a floor with a carpet on it and the in the three point line and all that stuff um that's true but we I mean it's we we don't need a fancy building to worship but it is really nice to have a facility that serves the members and the guests in a way that we haven't had before. Our finances are very strong. Um, you know, the Lord has just been so faithful in so many ways. Um, a couple other things that I wanted to mention is the, the, the women's ministries are going very strong. Disciples are being made at every single age group, that's going well. We're starting community groups, and we've tried that a time or two. But right now, there just seems to be really positive momentum. Uh, I told Brian, I'm in a place where, I mean, at, at Briarwood, where Marjene and I came from, Sunday the church was so large. Sunday school was where all the community happened, and then we got in the habit, un- unfortunately, of not coming to Sunday school very often. And I'm missing Sunday school if I don't make it each Sunday. So, I mean, that's going really well. Um, it's just a testament to the Lord's faithfulness, to him leading and to his blessing. And Brian doesn't want this, but I'm I'm excited about Brian. He didn't didn't put me up to this. I didn't even say this in the vestry meeting, but we have a young man that's gone, that's taken us through. In four years, we've had two years of COVID. We've had a lot of staff change. We've had a lot of challenges. And yet he's been able to lead in the power of the Spirit, in a way that's wise beyond his years. So again, the Lord has been so faithful to us in so many ways. Praise be to God.
0: Thank you, Ricky. Well, what I wanted to do then is, I wanted to take a couple moments and add to these things. And uh, only because maybe the opportunity that I have serving as a senior pastor gives me uh, maybe additional ways to just see manners in which God has been so gracious to us as a church family. And I was, I was trying to reflect on these different ways, many of which were before we were here, but many ways in which God has been faithful to, to this church family. So one of, I've got a list of them. I won't, I won't take the rest of our time, but I'm gonna take just a few minutes to walk through a couple because I wanna bear witness to the things that God has done. Um, one is he's been faithful to provide us, and, and, and Steve touched on this for us. He's been faithful to provide us men and women and saints who have led us and following and trusting in God. And I'm thinking right now, including those that are no longer with us. Now, again, I've only been here for four years. So I know that there are a number, like was shared earlier about Faye, there are, there are a number that have gone to be with the Lord. But I can tell you, um, just from being here for the last four years, there are a number of names that come to mind. And, and some of them, as I understand it, were with us all the way from the very beginning. And there were, there were a few of them that were with us only briefly. And yet their impact runs deep and wide. So this includes men and women like Betty Mirable and Blanche Henry and Ann Hole and Forrest Mobley and Walter Kennedy and Buck Cater and Catherine Cabaniss and Richard Randolph and mali Ireland. And and I, I forgive me if there are others in the last few years that I might be overlooking, but God has, um, you know, you read those places in the scriptures, I don't mean to exaggerate, but you read those places in the scripture where it talks about men and, um, men and women of whom the world is not worthy. If you knew some of these people, it feels like that at times in terms of their love for Jesus. And um, we have a, a men's noon prayer meeting on Thursdays in my office. And that is a very hard meeting to sit at these days because for my first two years here, I sat across Buck Cater and Richard Randolph, who showed up to my office, and we would laugh hard and then we would pray hard. And so we are, we are so indebted to, the, and I'll say this one, one more thing that um, I just can't ever help but say. I don't know of another domain in life where God gives, or where we as human beings have these opportunities to be brought into such intimate relationships with people that are in such different life stages as us often and that we might not have naturally any opportunity to get to know. And yet God puts us in community with them in the body of Christ and he blesses us. He's been faithful, God, to raise up men and women and to to raise up leaders that will be serving in the Anglican tradition. So there are over 15 men and women, at least that I can count, that have been connected to us through Beeson Divinity School, most of whom now are ordained clergy and are serving in the church. And and there are others that were interns with us. Uh, Most recently, where's Damien? Where are you, Damien? I saw you. Yeah. Most recently, Damien Zink, uh, who there are others like Damon who have CERN as interns. They, uh, they may not be currently ordained, and yet they're playing critical roles in the church families where they are. And that, that includes Cat, that includes Damien, Ryan Collins, where are you? Ryan's serving as our intern right now. There he is in the back. Um, we should be grateful to God for that. God is continuing to build his church, and we are privileged to get to watch it and to be a part of it faithfulness, Ricky touched on this, to provide for staff that we need. This is, again, is not the men and women that are doing the work of the church, but they are supporting us. They are helping, in many ways, as it says in Ephesians 4, um, specifically the, the pastors, but equipping the saints for the work of ministry. And and one of the most tangible ways that I can tell you as a vestry and as a church family that we have seen answers to prayer is the ways that he has provided Andrew, that he has provided Savannah, that he has provided Camden and, and with them, the, the uh, men and women that they're married to who are unbelievable people. We are so blessed. That's not just being nice or trying to put a nice spin on where we are. That's real. That is a real answer to prayer that God has done that, that we should not take for granted. And then of course, with Sabrina, who's we better hold on to her. Cause she's going to change the world for Jesus. If we just get out of the way, um, we are so so indebted to the Lord for this uh he's been faithful in providing uh godly men and women to serve on our vestry those of you who come from um the background that some of us do know vestry meetings they're they're not always the most pleasant experiences uh they can be complex they can be divisive dysfunctional uh just Downright political. I mean, that can be awful. Certain circles, you worry, you just say the word vesture meeting. It's like a fire. People run literally the other direction. That is not what ours are like. I'm thankful to say. Nancy's nodding her head. Thank you, Nancy. Ricky looked a little uncertain. So maybe, maybe we can talk about that later. Um, but we have fun together. We laugh together. We now we we talk, it's not, as we, we have by no means a rubber stamp leadership. We, 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 we don't always agree. We, we, we seek to have uh, collaborative and, and uh, positive discussions. And yet the Lord has united us. And wow, has the vestry trusted us in prayer, uh, trusted God in prayer. And, and I can just tell you with buddies that are serving at other churches in the Anglican um, Church of North America, that's not common. And it is a great, great gift. So thank you, Lord, for the ways that you've been faithful to that. As Ricky said, he's been faithful to us financially. And some of you know, there have, have been years at times of of abundance at St. Peter's. There have been other years of scarcity. Even in the years of scarcity, as I've been told, the Lord has always provided the resources that were needed to provide for the people as part of that church family and for the work that He's called him he's called them to do. And he's continued to do that. And as many of you know, we are now, by God's grace, and only because of his provision, uh, totally debt-free as a church family. And what that does is that frees us up to try to to focus and steward our resources in such a way that we can do the things that we believe that God's calling us to do, um, partner with the organizations that he's calling us to partner with, and then just give the rest away. We are so grateful for that. Um, he is, thank you, Helen, for bearing witness to this. He has been faithful to hear and to answer prayers on behalf of this church family. Um, I've already talked about ways that he, he's answered those in terms of for staff, um, and he's answered those financially. But um, so I think most of you know, not only do we have these prayer teams available in the sanctuary on Sundays, we have a prayer team. I mean, we have, we have the women that are gathering on Mondays to pray. Uh, and then we've, we've got a, a prayer email list. I was just talking to someone today and just said, Hey, tell me what's going on. Hey, do you want me to send out an email? Cause we, that's not prayer. We don't have a prayer chain. That's for the sake of gossip in this church. We have a prayer because we, we, we have a prayer email list because we have, we believe that we have a living God who answers prayers. That's why we utilize this and and so we're so thankful for that and for the ways I oh, where's where's Ryan Martin? Yes. Um I was talking to Ryan earlier. Ryan had surgery on his ACL, ACL 6 weeks ago, 5 weeks ago recently. Um and I just said how are you doing? He said I'm doing so well. They they I was at PT and they told me I don't I don't I I'm not going to go through the same schedule because I'm I'm doing so well and we're just thankful for to God and for the prayers of this church. So Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to this. Just one or two more, and I'll be done. Um, faithfulness, faithful to fill us in this place with his spirit, which is not something that we take for granted. We believe his spirit is alive and active. Uh, I love that when people visit this church family, one of the things that they will say, and I, I, this is unsolicited from multiple people that visit, they will come. And they will, this gets back to me Second third hand, secondhand, thirdhand. Sometimes first, they'll say, the Spirit's in this place. The Spirit's in this place. I was out in the ark. I told some of y'all this last week. I was in the ark. A gentleman that was doing landscaping for us asked me if he could use the restroom because you know, the doors had been locked. I said, yeah, of course, come on in. It's right down there. He goes and uses the, rest, he uses the restroom, comes back, turns around and looks at me in the eye and he goes, I just want you to know the moment I walked into this building, I felt the presence of the Spirit. And I said, oh, amen, <laughs> we believe in that. So thank you for sharing. Uh, I, I could go on about ways that he's been uh, faithful in regards to, to healing um, and, and physical healing. Um, it's a whole nother, I know I talked about it with Ryan, but I could go on more and more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. Um, there's one that I unintentionally overlooked and I meant to to add this. When it comes to that staff, faithful to, to leaders that have been so gracious to us. I know we, we've had several leaders at this church. One that's on my mind right now, simply because she couldn't be here tonight, is Karen Mahler. And, and just so you know, Karen had wanted to be here. Some of y'all know, Karen, for anyone that's new, has been a deacon that has been a, a, at the heart of this church family for many years. She and, and Ken had moved during COVID to Florida uh, in a season of entering in a, a next chapter and investigating what the Lord might have for them in in a new season. And then he's had back surgery recently. And so he's been in town. Um, he, he was in enough pain tonight that she wasn't able to join us, but you may be seeing her more around in this community while they're still, they still have their house here. Um, and, and she's going to be around. She's already, you know, Karen, it's like, she can't come, she can't come into town to to look at the house without doing ministry. She just just floats to the next place and then does things and moves on in the spirit somehow. We don't know. Um, We are so grateful to the Lord for the ways that he provided her and the work that he did and and is continuing, obviously, to do through her and this church family. Two more things and I'm done. Um, Faithfulness to feed us with his word. He's, I mean... We, we try to talk about this at the uh, new members series. Uh, we, we talk about the focus focuses of this church. And one of the things we say, it we, we try our best for the preaching to be out of the Bible, because if this church family is looking to be fed or survive off of lofty ideas that Brian White or Andrew Russell has or any others, y'all we're toast. Cause we don't have anything, but this, we don't have anything to say. This book has much to say. And that's why when we gather, we're we're doing our best. And I know, I'm I'm sure there's ways I have to grow and then Andrew has to go, but we're we're doing our best to try to see what might God want to be saying us to this group of people in this time, this place in order to feed us as Jesus said he was going to feed us. And he does that again and again. And then lastly, um, I put here faithfulness to bear fruit, which I know can be applied in all kinds of different ways. Uh, But just look at what the Lord continues to do. For those of you who have been a part of this community, just notice the new faces that he's bringing to be a part of this church family. It's it's so humbling to continue to have people that come and visit. And if you've gotten to talk to them, you probably know God has allowed us to have visitors that um, deeply trust God, that deeply know God. And as, as we've had different ones become members of this church, um, it has just been so humbling, and and it, again, answers to prayer, and and that's not by chance or accident that he's been doing that. He he does that because we've been praying for that that he would do that. Not as it says here, not for our sake, not it better not be for my sake or my ego, not for our, our leader's sake, not for the sake of this church, but for the sake of his name. That's why he answers these prayers. And we are so, so grateful for that. So here's, here's the simple way I wanted to finish things tonight. I just wanted to remind us, in light of these things, as we look back at those last 20 years, the same God who has been faithful to be trusted with all these things for the last 20 years is the same God that we can trust, friends, for the next 20 years. We can trust them. Right now, I want to encourage you. I don't know what kind of a calendar you keep. If it's Outlook, iCal, Google Calendar, or anything else, I want you to put down October 2042 on your calendar when we have our next 20th or 40th anniversary, okay? I know it sounds a little presumptuous. Some of you, some of you might be with Jesus by then. Hopefully, it's, we're all with, hopefully it comes back before then. Some of us count on that. But I'm looking forward to the ways that he's gonna to continue to build on the work that he's already done here. And I really do believe we've had a lot of exciting days in the past in this church family. I truly believe with all my heart that the most exciting days are ahead. As John, where did Brandon go? As, as as John was sharing about, a church fully alive in Jesus Christ. So good to us, so faithful. We've shared about that in our stories. And now finally, we're going to close by sharing about that in song. So could I invite you to please go ahead and stand up? We're going to close by singing together and attesting to God's goodness to this church. And then I'm just going to close with one or two comments of instructions on how you might be able to help us prepare to get things back together for Sunday. I'm so sorry. Nancy was asking if she could. Yes, Nancy, we're go right ahead.
7: Um, yes, thank you. Um, my husband passed away two years ago this coming November. Uh, we came to Birmingham because um, UAB was treating him for quite a few years. He had heart disease. But I want to tell you this and I want to thank all of you. Um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I, um, you know, I didn't expect to be a widow. <laughs> I mean, you never do, you know, and um, and all of a sudden I was, and I was here, and I I didn't have at that moment. I mean, I knew why Forrest was sick. Brian ministered so to him and so beautifully. But I do want to tell you something, and thank you. You all have made life so wonderful for me, the Lord, through you, gave me a family, and this is just my family. It's just been so incredible, and I can't thank you enough, all of you, for what you meant to me and um, how it's made life so good for me, and I'm so thankful to you. That's what this church is. It's a family, and it's, been, it's become my family, and I'm so thankful.
0: Thank you. Ms. Most of you know, we're privileged to have Nancy in our vestry, which Lauren recently asked one day, Nancy, having been married to the rector of the church where you were for many years, what would Forrest think if if he knew you were on the vestry right now? She said he was laughing, laughing. But she brings such a wealth of wisdom and experience and her own faithfulness to that group. We're very thankful that you're here, Nancy.
4: Oh. Yeah. To...